0: I'm playing this video game, but the screen keeps breaking in half and stuttering all over the place, and my friend says I need VRR. Is that like virtual reality with another R for some reason? How's that supposed to help? Confused? Don't be. Let's help you know a little more about variable refresh rate. Variable refresh rate, or VRR, varies a display's refresh rate on the fly in order to prevent tearing and stutter in the video, as well as to help maximize power efficiency. Before we can understand VRR, though, you need to understand what refresh rate actually is. Like, doesn't make any sense to vary it if you don't know what it is in the first place. Now, a lot of you have heard like 60 hertz, 90 hertz, 120 hertz as a refresh rate, and you know a bigger number is better and smoother, but what is it exactly? The refresh rate is the number of times per second that a display shows a new image, This is different from the frame rate. The frame rate is for the device. It's the number of times per second that the device, like the PC or the phone, generates an image. You need both to be high to have the smoothest image. If the device is generating a low frame rate, the high refresh rate isn't going to matter much. And likewise, a high frame rate wouldn't matter if the display can't refresh fast enough to keep up refresh rate was very important in old cathode ray tube monitors your old crt monitor because those monitors didn't keep the image up for very long the pixels fired light that then faded out you had to keep refreshing them in order to maintain the illusion of a static image hence the flicker caused by crt monitors lcd based monitors don't have that flicker problem liquid crystals stay in place they don't fade unless you tell them to go dark now refresh rate measurements were created for CRTs. CRTs worked by creating horizontal lines from top to bottom fast enough that the lines were refreshed before they totally faded out. And that rate was measured in Hertz, H-E-R-T-Z. Hertz is a unit of measurement for the number of cycles of something per second display refresh rates were set to measure how many times the entire screen could refresh all 1024 lines or however many it had. 90 hertz would mean the screen could run through 90 cycles of refreshing itself per second. The higher the refresh rate, the less perceptible the flicker. That was important for CRT monitors. Of course, now we mostly use LCD displays or something similar, where the pixels, much less the lines, don't fade. However, you do need to refresh the pixels to show a moving image. And LCDs often still use the metaphor of lines, even though only the pixels that change are refreshed in each pass-through. But since you're only changing the part of the image that changes— flicker isn't an issue, except maybe with the backlight in some cases, but that's a separate issue. You're still only changing those pixels every so often. And that refresh rate on LCD monitors is still important, though, because it's the limiting factor on the frame rate. And knowing all of this is going to help us understand the benefit of a variable refresh rate. Remember, a video is a series of frames. You have a picture of the horse with its hooves on the ground, and then a picture of the horse bending its legs, then a picture of the horse with all the legs up. You show them fast, and it looks like the horse is galloping. The fast refresh of the frames gives the illusion of movement. Refresh rate means every fraction of a second, the display works through all its lines to change pixels based on the new information in a new frame. With a fixed refresh rate, a new frame can only be shown when the refresh interval is over when the display begins refreshing the image from the top. So let's see why that's a problem and why we need it to vary. For simplicity, let's say the refresh rate is one time per second. That's a horrible refresh rate. No one could live with that, but it's going to be easier to wrap our heads around. So one time per second, the image gets refreshed. And then let's say the frame rate, how often a new frame is coming from the device, is one time every one and a half seconds. All right. So the first frame arrives at the beginning of the first refresh cycle. Great. One second passes, a new refresh cycle begins, but there's no new frame yet. So the image stays the same. Now, one and a half seconds into this whole cycle and a half second through that second refresh, a new frame arrives, but the second refresh hasn't finished yet. So that new information is just going to wait. Two seconds pass, and now the second frame can go in during the third refresh. But remember, that image is now a half second old. Once we start the fourth refresh, a third frame is delivered. And now at the beginning of the fourth refresh, the third frame goes in and we're back in sync. But even in this simplistic example, you can see the stutter that's going to happen. You had one frame up for two seconds and then one up for a second. Every other frame is going to last twice as long as the second one, instead of having a smooth video where each frame is one and a half seconds long. You're going to get a jumpy video. Now, you can fix this lag by trying to use info from the new frame mid-refresh. Remember, in LCDs, it's not actually drawing a whole new frame each time, just updating pixels. So let's say a ball is going to move a little bit to the right at the bottom of the screen. That's the only thing that's changing. If you're halfway through the second refresh, before you get to the bottom of the screen where the ball is, you can incorporate that new frame info, and you can show the ball moving position at the right time, a half second in, that avoids lag and stutter. Uh, That's all well and good, Until you're trying to update something in the picture that no longer matches the half that was already refreshed. Let's say you're walking down a path that runs from the top of the image to the bottom. You start to turn. So the path appears in a different part of the image if you try to update it mid-frame. It's going to be broken. That's when you get something called tearing. Where, say, the half of the image on the bottom doesn't line up with the top. There's all kinds of computations that can anticipate and adapt for this sort of thing, but it adds overhead and reduces the performance of the video display. Okay, so just set the refresh rate and the frame rate to be the same, right? Everything is smooth, done, and done. Sort of. You can do this. The problem is video game designers don't cooperate. (laughs) Video games sometimes change your frame rate during the gameplay. Uh, Some of it varies by just a few frames, depending on what you're doing in the game to keep it smooth. And sometimes it varies by design. Because there's a trade-off between scene complexity, resolution, and the frame rate that a particular GPU can achieve. If you lower the frame rate that GPU is trying to do, that leaves more power for the GPU to do other things like shadow effects, texture, advanced ray tracing. So a game might go for 30 frames per second at some point when it wants to have a stunning slow-mo or underwater scene and then ramp up to 120 frames per second for fast combat action. A variable refresh rate lets the display adapt within a range to whatever frame rate the device is generating. So you might have a variable refresh rate between, say, 40 Hertz and 120 Hertz, for example. That's pretty common. How did we get VRR? It's been around for a while. VRR first came to video cards with NVIDIA's V Sync, sort of. V Sync, very different than G Sync. Let's explain what V Sync is first. V-Sync, Kind of flip the script. Cheats a little. It matches the GPU's frame rate to the display's refresh rate. It doesn't change the display's refresh rate. So you solved the sync issue, but you didn't actually match the real frame rate of the game. You're constantly adapting the real frame rate to just match the display. So occasionally you're still going to have judder where you have the same frame for too long and then a new frame for too short. This isn't a problem if the frame rate of the game is higher than the display's refresh rate, since the GPU has more frames to work with and can adapt. It's only a problem if the frame rate dips below the refresh rate. Now, because of that, later, NVIDIA created Adaptive Sync that fixed things by turning off V-Sync when frames per second dipped below the refresh rate of the monitor. But it still wasn't true VRR. So NVIDIA came out with G-Sync and actually matched the display's refresh rate to the frame rate, true VRR. That required a display to support G-Sync. It wouldn't work with just any display. And AMD also came out with their own version of this called FreeSync. G-Sync and FreeSync each come in three levels. AMD's FreeSync entry level reduces tearing and latency. The second level, called FreeSync Premium, supports 120 hertz. And the third level, Premium Pro, adds improved HDR tone mapping. That's another benefit of VRR nvidia's first level g-sync called g-sync compatible doesn't require an nvidia gpu it just requires the display to support g-sync and that's going to get you some tear-free and stutter-free visuals no matter what your gpu is g-sync on the gpu the second level requires the display and the gpu to support it and that can support up to 120 hertz the third level g-sync ultimate adds that improved hdr tone mapping and also promises lower latency Both G-Sync and FreeSync are proprietary, though. So for everything but G-Sync compatible, you're going to have to have the card that supports VRR and the display that supports your card's version of VRR, and not all displays support them. However, VRR is now a part of HDMI 2.1 for resolutions up to 4K and frame rates up to 120 frames per second. The Xbox One S and the Xbox X kind of support it, Xbox Series X and S and the PS5 definitely support it, but you still have to have the device, and in this case the HDMI cable, and the display that supports it. But, having it part of the HDMI standard does make it easier for everyone to implement. However, a couple of notes there. HDMI 2.0 devices like Xbox One only support VRR up to 60 hertz, and VRR... (laughs) is optional if you want to call something HDMI 2.1. I know that's crazy, uh, but HDMI 2.1 requires you to look at the specs to see what parts of HDMI 2.1 are supported. So just because a TV calls itself HDMI 2.1 does not necessarily mean it supports VRR. You have to first see if it's HDMI 2.1, then see if VRR is in the spec. And then, remember when I said... A display supports VRR in a range of refresh rates. Most support between 40 and 120 hertz. But you may also recall I used 30 frames per second as an example of a game maximizing visual quality. That, that's a thing that happens. Slower-paced adventure games in particular do it. So if you have VRR that can work with 40 to 120 frames per second you're still going to have mismatch problems between the frames and the refresh rate below 40. Now, some displays have a fix for this called low frame rate compensation, or LFC. If a game is generating 30 frames per second and the refresh rate can't work with that, then LFC sets the refresh rate to double that. So it's refreshing twice for every frame it's getting, but at least it's in sync. It does reduce the power efficiency though, because it's working harder than it needs to. Oh, and another consideration, your AV receiver, your audio-video receiver. If your surround sound is getting its audio direct from the device, the receiver will need to support VRR, too, to keep the sound in sync with the frames. And most AV receivers do not support VRR. The workaround is to use HDMI to send the sound to your TV that does support VRR, and then the TV can send the sound to the receiver. You can do this by connecting an optical cable from the TV or using HDMI ARC or eARC. One last caveat, we've talked about LCDs as the example here, because LCDs can update pixels independently of the light source. However, as those of you who have listened to our Know a Little More episode on QD OLED know, OLED screens have pixels that are also the light source, and that's a big advantage for them. For some reason, though, VRR doesn't play well with that, And some OLED users report grayer, more washed-out black spaces, which is disappointing because the big advantage of OLED over LCD is the deeper blacks. There are also some supports of flickering on OLED when using VRR. Your mileage may vary. But in the end, how important is it to have VRR? Not all games can benefit from it. So if you aren't playing games that make use of VRR, it's not important. If you want the best-looking picture or the lowest latency, though, it might be worth it. Generally speaking, the advice is that people who play multiplayer, sports, or fast twitch games need VRR the most. If you play a slow-paced adventure game, and you don't need the visuals to be absolutely perfect every millisecond, it may not be as big of a deal. In other words, I hope you know a little more about VRR, Variable Refresh Rate.